Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's guest is a returning favorite, Helen Schlachtenhofen of Freedom Track Club, who came on the podcast to talk about her breakthrough summer of racing. After finishing a bittersweet fifth in the 1500 at the Olympic trials in June, Helen ran a big personal best of 4.01.09 in her first ever Diamond League meet in Sweden in July and put in big showings at Gateshead and at the Pre-Classic. We unpacked her reflections on trials and her mentality going into the big European races this summer, as well as our favorite donuts, how she'd fare in a beer mile, and what it's really like to date and live with her teammate slash boyfriend, Brian. This episode is brought to you by the Under Armour All Out Mile. All through September, you can sign up to train for and run your fastest mile at uaalloutmile.com slash runyourmouth. We've put together a decent sized crew for the Sidious team, but we need your help to hold our own against the Beer Mile Boys and the Lap Count Readers. So take five minutes out of your day, sign up for free online, and get the chance to earn great prizes and earn money for charity. That's uaalloutmile.com slash runyourmouth to sign up, and we're the Sidious Mag team. As always, rate, review, subscribe, do all the podcasty things you do, and until next time, this has been Run Your Mouth. Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. I am here this week with a returning guest, longtime friend of the pod, um, back from a uh, long summer of racing. Still oh, not yeah. over. Still not over. <laughs> Helen and how's it going? It's good, yeah. Can't well, complain. Time trial today? Uh, yeah, I had a, a 1K time trial. Down in Providence? Uh, actually, over in Concord. Oh, yeah, okay. so it was close. How did it go? It was okay. Um, yeah, I was hoping to run a little bit faster, but, um, it was, like, a pretty low-key atmosphere, so, like, given that, and, like, given that it was, like, more practice setting, it was, like, it was alright. What did, if you mind me asking, what did you end up running? So I ran 236. That's fast! (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's okay, but, like, I was, I was shooting for, like, definitely, like, more, like, 233. Okay. So. Yeah. So it was off, but yeah, I feel like at the end of the season, you're just kind of trying to like get in the hard efforts and then like coast as much as you can. Yeah. So you're wrapping it up at Fifth Ave. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for my break. Yeah. <laughs> Long earned at this point. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's kind of the general vibe among the running community is like people are just tired. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah. 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 What was it like going to Europe for the, the couple meets that you did out there? Um, that was really, really fun. It was kind of, um, like, unexpected, last minute, um, because I found out at the trials that, uh, that I was going to race Stockholm, and we were planning on moving the next week, so it was a little bit chaotic, (laughs) um, because we had to, like, move, and then, um, our, like, red eye was the night after we moved so we had to like get up super early and move all of our shit and <laughs> had a bit of a meltdown where I was like I can't race after this um yeah definitely hire movers uh that would be my pro tip hire advice. movers yeah won't be doing that again um but yeah the experience of Europe was awesome uh it was like really really nice to get to travel again because we've had like such a kind of a dead year um 
with that sort of thing. Um, and like it was my first time in uh, Sweden and got to spend the week in Stockholm after my race, which was really cool. What was the coolest thing you did in Sweden aside from race? <laughs> Ooh, that's tough. Um, we went to this, well, couple things. Ate a lot of good food. Um, we went to this, uh, like, Viking boat museum that was really sweet. It was, like, this boat that they, like, dredged from, like, the Stockholm Harbor, um, in, like, the, maybe they dredged it in, like, the 1950s, but it was from, like, the 1600s, so I guess it wasn't technically Viking, but it was modeled after the Vikings. Um, and it was, like, very, very huge and, like, cool to check out. Could you, like, go inside it and stuff? No, I wish you could, but (laughs) there were a lot of, like, interesting artifacts and stuff. I like museums, so it was really cool. Um, yeah. And Stockholm was, like, the big one, right? That was the 401, or was that... Oh, yeah, that was was at Stockholm, yeah. Yeah, and then I, uh, raced at Gateshead, um, like, the next week, um... Which was a little bit less exciting of a trip because, like, the UK was under, like, a lot more uh, strict regulations with COVID and whatnot. It's hard. I feel like it's hard to judge because of COVID, but does it feel like... Do Diamond League meets, like, feel, like, different? Like, oh, like, Diamond League meet, like, it's a big deal? Or is it, like, just any other... Um, it does still to me just because I'm, like, kind of new to them, so it feels, like, really exciting to me. Um, and then also generally, but this is kind of true, I, I would say, of, like, all racing in Europe, like, I think they're more crowded, like, it's, track is just, like, more of a spectator sport in Europe, it seems like, than the U.S., which I think is awesome. Um, so, like, you just get, like, generally more fans and, like, more people are, like, really excited about it, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Did you have, like, German fans because of your last name? <laughs> I, I, di- <clears throat> I didn't, but, um... Once when I was in Europe, on, like, the starting line when they were, like, lining us up, the guy, I think this was when I was in uh, Belgium, but the starter, I guess, is German, and so they, like, came up to me super excited and started speaking to me in German, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm American. <laughs> Do you, are people, like, friendly? Like, other, like, the other international pros and stuff? Like, I, I guess I don't know, because I feel like in the U.S. circuit, it's like, everybody kind of knows everybody, like... You're at least kind of, like, on first-name basis, but... Um, I would say generally... Generally, people are friendly. Like, my experience has mostly been that, like, you kind of hang out with the other Americans and, like, you kind of have your little, like, group there, but... Like, the language barrier probably is a big part of it. But, like, everyone's nice, I think, and, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, normal-friendly. Yeah. That I feel like, yeah, it's so, it's so unlike, because, like, especially coming off trials, where, like, oh, everyone I've ever met is, like, in Eugene right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It starts to feel really small. Yeah. yeah going to, like, a, the international scene is so different, because it's, like, everyone is totally coming from literally all over the world, and it's, like... So, the, the weird thing, though, even with that, is that, like... Then after going to, like, a few of those races, you're like, oh, it's also the same people. Usual suspects. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's still small. Yeah. Do they have, like, I guess I don't know, how does, like, the the drug testing work over there? Is it, like, way more intense than in the U.S.? Or, like... Um, I don't know. So, this is, I think, kind of surprising. I've only been drug tested one time ever. 
Wow. Yeah. Scoop. <laughs> when, <laughs> so when was it? It was a random drug test like three years ago. Wow. Two years ago. Like a USADA one? Like a USADA one. I don't even think I'm in the testing pool. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. And I've never gotten tested after a race. I know. I mean, and everybody always talks about drug testing and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. I've only been tested. Yeah. Well, at uh, least the thing is, is like, you throw up so much after races. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be You're probably very dehydrated. <laughs> yeah. So, could be a blessing. They're like, this, pro- this person's probably not doing yeah. <laughs> anything sketchy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The, it is crazy how much versus how little like especially the collegiate level like you know coming from the ivy league it's like it, it's all set on the league levels and there's yeah. like almost no testing on yeah. the, in the ivy league at all i was never drug tested in college i never yeah. yeah and i had friends who like the like the acc has really stringent drug testing policies so like my friends that like ran for bc got like tested all the time like not even like being like you know i mean being good but not mm-hmm. being like you know like tops at NCAAs yeah. or anything and like yeah I've never I've never in my life been drug tested really um yeah so I could be on EPO this whole time guys you don't know <laughs> you wouldn't know <laughs> if I'm doing I'm doing a bad job so <laughs> yeah I do think it's funny I like I know it's always like a possibility at races too and stuff and like yeah. oh we'll test people randomly but yeah it's mm-hmm. just never me Oh, good to know well yeah. we're uh, we're sipping on brews right now so if you saw that knocks on our door uh, we'll, we'll hopefully be well hydrated now. Yeah, and they're in a time trial, so it's probably some dehydrated pee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, it's so interesting, but, um, yeah, the international racing scene, I feel like, is so, I don't know, travel alone is, like, do you travel well? I don't know. I, I don't feel like I don't travel that well, and it's, like, that's stressful and crazy, and... Um, I... Yeah, I, I don't really travel that well. Like, I, I like traveling, but I, like, don't really sleep on planes, which is really annoying, yeah. since, like, every flight to Europe is basically a red eye. Um, yeah, I, like, maybe I should start taking some sort of, like, sleeping medication or something, but... It's a mixed bag, because I have tried... Because I'm the same way. I can't sleep on planes. And I, like, one time tried to take um, melatonin, and I literally just was like gross drowsy for five yeah. hours straight so but still couldn't sleep i like hate that feeling so much that i'm like i'd rather just be tired and then like get there yeah. and sleep um but the thing is also if i'm not sleeping i, I want to like do something like i want to like read and i know that it's like so annoying to yeah. sit next to somebody <laughs> with your light, light on, on. Yeah. <laughs> so uh i always feel like really guilty and just end up like s- sitting there for like yeah. hours Oh, geez. Well, speaking of, like, big, uh, exciting changes, uh, we ha- you haven't been on since, like, all of the coaching changes and everything. Yeah, a lot of so, changes. Um, how's it, how's it been with Kurt so far? Oh, uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, Kurt is, is great. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a really great summer with him. Um, yeah. Do you feel like, uh, I, I guess, like, obviously you've been, like, running awesome all summer, so, like, do you, but you were running well before that, so I guess, like, do you feel like you're doing anything differently now to, like be on that next level um physically or is it more like just about like experience and confidence um I think I mean nothing like crazy different um there were a a few more like I guess leading into the trials there were a few more like uh race specific type workouts like I guess I would describe them as like where they were trying to like simulate like different parts of a race or like different like weaknesses which 
Um, like, one of my favorite things about Kurt is that I think he puts, like, a ton of thought into, like, everything that we do, which is really, really nice and makes me feel, like, super prepared when I'm going into races. Um, and then this is, like, more of, like, an intangible thing, but, like, um, Kurt's also, like, a very, like, calming person, and so, like, I tend to get, like, very, like, stressed out before races or, like, right before races leading into races. (laughs) Um, so it's really, really nice to, like, I guess that's, like, a been like a very positive thing it's really nice to like have somebody kind of like bring you back down i definitely need it um yeah now that you have the i guess like couple months of uh perspective how do you kind of look back on trials and, and how that went for you um yeah i don't know it's it's weird that was like such a i'm curious if other people feel the same way but um that was just like such an intense experience of just like where you're just like so like narrowly focused on like one thing so it's it's funny like it does take I feel like a couple months to kind of like gain perspective um I don't know like I'm it's like bittersweet kind of like I definitely wanted more but also I'm like like still like relatively proud of how it finished for me um and like and it definitely made me like still want more um but it was a very like cool thing to get to like get to do it's not something I ever like growing up or in college or at really any point like thought that I would be like competing or whatever so like it, it was just like a very cool experience to like take in and so like I'm still kind of like appreciating that I guess yeah as as someone who loves you very much and <laughs> roots for you I feel like it is that but you, you got it right like bittersweet it sucks to be like coming from where how far you've come in the past couple of years like fifth at trials is so good and the times you're running are so incredible but fifth is like really close to third it's, it's so. really close <laughs> yeah. yeah and like that I mean that was obviously like my goal was as was, I would say, like, most people's goal is to make the team. So, like, if you don't do that, you're obviously going to come away with, like, some disappointment. Um, but I do feel like, given kind of, like, also where I was at at the start of this year in particular, where I was just, like, not super happy with running and, like, not in, like, the best spot, like, I think um, I, like, am pretty happy with how it, how it went. Yeah, and I think, you know... It's clear that the you know it's like it's a shitty problem. It's it's like a shitty good problem where it's like particularly women's middle distance right now is on it's such a high level that it's crazy. And it goes yeah. to show that you can't you know it's like you go to uh, Gateshead or Stockholm or wherever and you can compete with anybody on the international level and it's like the same level as trials and it's. You know, it's good and bad because it's yeah. the rising tide that lifts all bolts, but it's also, like, yeah. a cutthroat world in the women's oh, yeah. 1500 right now. Yeah, no, I mean, it's crazy. Um, but it's it's cool. I mean, it's cool to see, like, the sport just, like, continue to elevate. Like, it's, I feel like especially women's middle distance, but, like, every single year you're just like, wow. Do you remember a specific moment where you felt like you flipped a switch and, like... Or maybe it hasn't happened yet. Maybe it has. Maybe I'm assuming. But, like, 
going from kind of the imposter syndrome of like oh like it's crazy that I'm like in over my head in like the pro racing world to like I belong here like I'm going for that Olympic spot like do you remember a moment or, or kind of like a I guess maybe even a process you had to kind of like mentally get to that point um I I don't know that that's 100% happened yet. <laughs> um, I definitely still have, like, the feeling a lot of races where I'm just, like, I don't, I don't understand how I'm, like, here. Um, but I think, like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was, like, any specific moment where that, like, changed at least a little bit. Um... I'll say, like, at the trials this year, um, like, in the final, like, walking out to the starting line, um, kind of just, like, the feeling of, like, looking around and, like, really, like, taking in where I was and also understanding that, like, especially because you have to, like, qualify through rounds, but I was, like, I, like, literally did, like, earn my spot on the starting line. So, like, like, you can't really have imposter syndrome there because you're, like, I, like, like, I made it here, yeah. you know? This is unambiguous. Um, this yeah. wasn't, like, a meet director letting me in yeah. to the fast heat, you know? Exactly. Um, and so, like, I think those are the moments where I feel, like, most, uh, like, confident in my spot, I guess. But, I mean, I definitely still, I would say, a lot of races look around and I'm like, I don't know how the hell I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for me, watching you and, like, developing your career, I always think back to... I think it was 2019, the 403 race. I remember Emma was in the race. I don't even remember where the hell it oh, was. Oh, it was in but Memphis, like, yeah. That was a big breakthrough for you where I sort of felt like... Yeah. It was like, okay, like that's like the Helen that we knew was in there all along, and now she's doing it like on paper too, you know? Yeah. No, that was definitely a breakthrough. Um, That was like a weird season where I had like some like random hamstring thing that was kind of like... I started in a good spot and then kind of, like, fell off track a bit in <clears throat> in the middle of the summer. And so, like, it was really nice to be able to, like, prove to myself that I had kind of, like, made gains over the year. Um, but, yeah, I'm still – I definitely feel like I'm still trying to, like, make that next jump. Uh, yeah. So. All right. Well, that was a lot of serious running talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if we're talking about trials, I think one thing we have to address is uh, – your mom and sister's <laughs> trials cheering apparel. Oh, yeah. They went all out. <laughs> Do you want to tell the listeners, uh, the, the very recognizable family members in the, in the crowd? They uh, definitely were Team USA. <laughs> <laughs> they were wearing full American flag uh, apparel in the stands. Yeah. They, <laughs> they were hard to miss. Yeah. It was great. I, I really appreciated it. Uh, yeah. They, um, like, I don't think my mom has really seen me run a race since maybe she came to USA's once but really since college um and my sister so like I think it was really really fun for them to be able to be there I felt bad because I like wasn't fun to hang out with (laughs) when they were there dialed in a little bit yeah but hopefully they got to experience a little bit of Eugene in Oregon yeah yeah and then um obviously uh we alluded to this before but like so you throw up after, like, almost every race you run, right? Oh, yeah. Do you know, like, is it a nerves thing? Is it... Honestly, I have no idea. If anybody has any insight, <laughs> let any me tips? know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's super annoying. Um, so weirdly, there are some races, 
seem super random that I don't throw up after. Um, yeah, I think it's probably a nerve thing. And, like, um, like a coffee, like a coffee combined with nerves. Because yeah. it seems to be better if I drink, like, if I drink a cold brew versus, like, just, like, n- normal hot coffee or even, like, iced coffee, which I think it might have something to do with, like, the acidity. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's also, I just get super, super nervous for races, and so, like, I think it's kind of the come down from that. I had a weird thing a couple of weeks ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of years ago, where I started getting really, I would get, either get, like, nauseous or, like, a couple times I actually threw up. Um, doing morning workouts and it was totally oh, really? a coffee thing where I think like I wasn't hydrating enough and I was like drinking a lot of coffee because I was like working out at like 6.30 in the morning Yeah. and so then I think like being like a little dehydrated and a lot caffeinated yeah. <laughs> was like not a good combo for the stomach. I feel like with, with coffee too it's so easy to like tip over from like the like positive like yeah. amped up to, feeling like, to little... like the like jittery like buzzing like in a negative way I feel like yeah and you're like for the race you're like this is like you're like whatever like I have the energy like that's yeah I don't care it doesn't matter I'm like oh I'm paying for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah um at the trials like the uh one of the guys who like ushers you out of the like underneath the stadium got to know me essentially because every single race I would just like go off to the side and like be puking and so be like like, I'll be waiting for you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Unlikely friendships, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is, I asked uh, one of our last guest this, um, and I, ha- I have to ask you as well as a 1500 runner, do you have a strong preference of mile or 1500? Does it matter to you at all? Uh, I feel like I, I think I have a strong 1500 preference. Interesting. I don't really know why. I just think I'm better at it. Did you run the 15 in high school? I don't know what the Illinois... Oh, no. We ran, like, the mile or, like, the 1600. 1600. Yeah, yeah 1632, classic, like, classic a lot of... high school distance, yeah. yeah. Massachusetts, like, classic old. Like, we want to be old school. We did, like, full mile, full two mile, uh-huh. which was, like, weird. And then, of course, in indoor, you did, like, 300, 600, 1,000 mile, two mile. So our, like, distances never lined up with, like, what the rest of the country is Yeah, doing. that's <laughs> so, so weird. Very hard. It was nice in a way because you could have, like, a very artificially inflated um, national ranking because you're like, mm-hmm. no one runs the two-mile or runs yeah, the 32. Like, <laughs> um, um, did you do, like, this, like, did they have steeple in high school in Massachusetts? Not in Massachusetts. They had them in Connecticut. Actually, that's how I okay. came to steeple was my high school coach was a steepler in college and so okay. like he loved the steeple and what he would do is like juniors and seniors on the team who were sort of like proven distance runners he would give them the chance to be like hey you want to um if you want to try the steeple like you can do some like drills do a couple workouts and then come go down to connecticut for a race and then like if you do well like you could do nationals in the steeple oh, okay so yeah. he kind of like offered that as an option to people because then it was like always nice because like like especially like um like for like college stuff like I was like oh like okay like you know good not great as like in high school in terms of like recruiting status but like if you're like oh like I even know before I want to go into college that then like I want to run the steeple and yeah. like I've run a steeple before I have a time so it's so funny because it was an event that I like didn't even know existed until 
I got <laughs> I didn't know, um, not didn't know, but like didn't realize that like flat tracks were like a thing for indoors because we have like we were spoiled in mm-hmm. high school at being from Boston. We had like Reggie and BU for all of our meets. Like even if it was like a dual meet, like small meet, like whatever, it'd be a Wednesday afternoon, but you'd be like at BU. And so I didn't know that like people even raced on flat tracks. I thought that was just like a thing that you had in your gym sometimes. That's like, so funny. <laughs> yeah, you guys are definitely spoiled. And yeah. I feel like in Illinois, the indoor tracks that like we would race on were like weird. They're like 143 meters or something so you'd have to do like weird amount of laps for every event and like one of the high schools um wayland high school and has like the original it's like a like a wooden board like you know banked like 180 yard track or something like that Uh and it was where because alberto salazar is from wayland and went to when he was in high school he ran like I don't even remember like like nine oh five or something on like that track, and like that's fast to begin with. But then you look at like the track and like how terrible quality of surface is, <laughs> and you're like, wow, that's even faster like than I could possibly imagine because like yeah, his calves must have felt terrible after that. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Yeah, but speaking of miles um, and the fact that we're drinking some beautiful IPAs right now. We've asked all the Boston women this. You gotta weigh in. How do you think you would fare in a Boston women pro women's beer mile? I think I'd be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk myself up too much because, because I really don't know. <laughs> um, I would put so like I would put my money on Sky, uh, because Sky can chug beer. Yeah pretty fast and she's fast she said on her um, episode she said that she like liked her chances i like yeah, her chances I, I like her chances definitely um but oh i don't know maybe i wouldn't put my money on myself <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm kind of a slow drinker i think you know yeah it's a, it's the drinking speed that like gets yeah it, you know that's really the barrier i also feel like if you're inclined to puking to begin with that's true the, 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 the carbonation <laughs> yeah. especially if it's like you have to you have to chug it right not shotgun it uh yeah yeah okay well yeah then i, I are you a good shotgunner i'm a better shotgunner than sugar that's fair so. <laughs> Um, if you had to come up with a different gimmick mile, do you have, like, a one in mind that you're like, I would be amazing at this? Ooh. Um, hmm. Let me think. Like a, like a dumpling mile. <laughs> Dump, I like that, yeah. <laughs> How many dumplings <laughs> you would have? I, I don't know. I feel like four over eat... four laps would be too little. You yeah, it's not that many. It's like you need to eat, like, four each lap or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I would, like, enjoy that. I think that would be really fun. <laughs> that sounds fun. I kind of <laughs> like that idea. Yeah. And it's, like, like dumplings are good, obviously, but I feel like if you're, like, exercising, you don't want, like, a hot like, food. No. Like, <laughs> also, I'm kind of picturing it being, like, um, I don't know if you've ever had these. The, they're great if you haven't. Um, they're from Trader Joe's. They're, like, chicken soup dumplings. I don't think I have, um, no. Oh, my God. They're really good. But I'm picturing it being these, and they're, like, really warm and like kind of like like there's kind of like a liquid inside <laughs> of them <laughs> so oh you um, know what you could do to make it even better is you can only handle the dumplings with chopsticks 
Oh, uh, <laughs> so, that would be hard. Because, like, you'd be, like, rushing, too. You know what I mean? It's, like, you'd be, like, ticket. you know, like, if people would, like, be, like, picking up them and dropping them. Yeah. Like, oh, it's one thing if you can just shove dumplings in your mouth. It's too easy. It's, yeah, you got to do it with chopsticks. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else cool. The the donut model. That's a good one. That Tommy and James did was, like, one of the grossest things I've ever witnessed. <laughs> so, Why did you not want to do it? Um... I don't know. I wasn't. I feel like I wasn't really asked, but I also wouldn't have wanted to because the last donut was a Boston cream. And, oh my god! It's was it three a lap or was it? Just no, one it was a just lap. one a lap. But they got like progressively more hard to eat. Yeah, I would say. I don't. That doesn't. That doesn't seem like it would appeal to me for sure. No, I like donuts, but I don't like eating them like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I did the 6, 12, 18, 24 one time, and let me tell you... Wait, that, what's, what's that? Um, <laughs> it's uh, beers, uh, well, so it, it's beers, miles, donuts, and uh, J's, we'll say. Okay. <laughs> and you get to assign each one to a number. Okay. So obviously the biggest ones you want to do are donuts and miles. And okay. I was, like, going back and forth where I was, like, this is before I, like, really did, like, high mileage stuff. So I was, okay. like, okay, maybe I'll do 24 donuts instead of 24 miles. 24 donuts, even, like, just, like, glazed Dunkin' Donuts. Even, like, Krispy Kremes? Yeah. It's, like, 5,500 calories. <laughs> and 18 is still, like, 4,500 calories. And people always, people always say, like, the donuts are the hardest part. And I was, like, I like sweet food. Like, I like junk food. I'll be fine. It's not a big deal. 18 donuts, it was, like, so awful. Because it's just, like, you realize it's, like, it's just, like, carbs and fat and sugar and so much of it. And, like, you don't... And you're, like, drinking, like, 12 beers, too, so So it's, like... It doesn't really help, yeah. Yeah, it just... it's first of all, it's definitely like a young person's game. Like definitely, would not want to <laughs> attempt it these days. It would take me a long time to recover from that now. Yeah, but it's also just like I remember literally eating carrots in between my like last couple donuts. <laughs> I'm just like, I need something that's not a donut that like has any sort of like nutritional value just to balance this out. It was so gross. So. One of those things where I'm like, I'm glad I crossed that off the bucket list. Like and you once, did it, never I don't have to need do it again. To, yeah, I don't need to go for a PR. But, uh, yeah, definitely stick to the donut mile if uh, if you're doing that, for sure. Yeah. No, I like the dumpling one, though. We should make that happen. The dumpling one, I, I like the idea of, like, runners trying to, like, like be, like, sweaty and, like, shaking and, like, all, like, riled up because you're running. Oh, and I then trying to, shaking, yeah. like, chopstick, like, dumplings into their mouths. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. Challenge for sure. Do you have a favorite donut? Um, just like uh, either brand or flavor. It's up to you. Um, I really like Dunkin' Donuts blueberry cake donut. Oh, they're so good. I think they're I, super I'm 100% underrated. On your side about that. Oh, that makes me happy. I think they're super underrated and they're so good. I get blueberry donuts from Dunkin' Donuts all the time. Like, um. And for, like, the price point, too, I'm like, this is a great donut. I, like, it is tough, because, like, if I want, like, a fancy, like, you know, indulgent donut, Union Square Donuts in Boston. Oh, yeah, they're really Pretty good. good. Like, I know, like, probably all of my West Coast listeners are going to, like, cancel me, but Voodoo Donuts, like, they're good, but they're very, like, 
overwhelming. I agree with like, you. It's too, it's like too much. I wish you just the, want a straight up just simple donut. The problem is that when, when whenever someone gets voodoo, it's like they all look so good that I want to try like two bites of all of them, but I don't want to eat one single whole one of like any of them. Yeah, I'm super boring, and I get the like the blueberry cake donut from voodoo donuts yeah. too. <laughs> it ain't broke, don't fix yeah, it. No, yeah, no, it's just what I like. Um, I also really like. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's called Lindell's. It's in. Cambridge, but I don't know exactly, like no. Powder Square or something like that. Um, maybe it's in Somerville. Uh, but they're like super good and they're just like basic, um, like plain donuts with chocolate icing, but they're just very well made. Like the dough is really good. I will say I like High donuts, quality. but I'll, I'm i just like a big like pastries person in general. Uh-huh. And there are a lot of other pastries that I would like rather have than a donut. Like love a chocolate yeah, croissant, chocolate love croissant. a cinnamon roll. Say, yeah. Like, yeah. do you guys ever, as Wells, you guys work out at the Wellesley track occasionally. Like, do you ever go to Quebrada and Wellesley after? I haven't. Is it good? So good. We'll do an easy run over on like the Crosstown Trails sometime. I'll literally like drive out there, park like right by the Quebrada so I can like do my run on the Crosstown Trails, finish there, and, like, then immediately get Quebrada after. It's just, like, a bakery um, that has, like, you know, the kind of, like, pastries where you're, like, I can taste the, like, full stick of butter you put into this. Oh, yeah. It's, like, one of those. So, uh, highly recommend. Okay, um, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. For any out-of-towners, uh, it's right around, like, mile 15 of the Boston Marathon. So, if you want to just, like, step off the course get a croissant. take a break yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good fueling right yeah do would you ever would you would you ever run uh given that your your boyfriend is a prolific marathoner have you the thought ever crossed your mind would you would you ever move that far up in distance one day um hell no <laughs> <laughs> i no interest at all <laughs> i would run on like for fun probably like someday when i'm like 40 or something but I don't. I don't think I want to like seriously train for a marathon ever. Yeah, it's, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah, it seems like it takes a lot out of you, and like, I think the thing that I like love about, um, like, training for something is like the like speed aspect to it, and so like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel I like I kind of lose that. Miss that sometimes. Yeah. Where like. So much of, like, marathon training, even, like, the fast parts of marathon training, is about, like, being as, like, calm and controlled. Yeah. And a lot of, even, like, 5K training, it is, like, too, but it's, like, I, you don't get to, like, send it the way you do sometimes when you're, like, training for the mile. Which is what's, like, so fun. And I feel like even as I've gotten older and, like, like, I've definitely put more mileage on my legs since, like, college and stuff, I definitely feel like I've lost like a tiny bit of that like like pop that you have oh, and so, like, <laughs> I know I feel, I feel old <laughs> um so like I think I would be sad to like entirely not have that be part at least not have that be like part of my training you know all right well we're gonna uh now pretend that Brian's not in the room right now and within okay. earshot um <laughs> it is I imagine dating a dating living with training with I mean he paces a lot of your workouts now at this point like uh it's 
He's not here. Pretend like he's not here. Um, what I guess what is it like to have that sort of like both close, like almost like personal and professional relationship since your running lives and your live lives are so intertwined? It's definitely a lot of time together. <laughs> we spend so much time together. <laughs> uh no, it's 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 honestly nice. I mean like uh during COVID, like, during, like, the heart of COVID, it was kind of, like, that, like, blessing and curse where, like, I mean, we were together literally constantly because we just, like, were leaving our house, and so, like, and then we'd do all of our, our runs together, so it definitely, like, like kind of made us want to kill each other. Run with, but also, I'm tired of your <laughs> but, Yeah, but also, I'm going to start a fight with you because I'm bored and we have nothing to talk about. Um, but it also was, like, so nice to have somebody to, like, do that stuff with during COVID and I feel like um we've definitely like like been each other's like support systems in a lot of ways for like a long time and it's like like it's nice to have that like on a day-to-day basis I guess um yeah it's like especially like because our, our team is small and like we've like there's been a lot of changes this past year so like it has been really really nice to have that like like stability and like kind of yeah. like and support. I don't want to speak for you but in my in my running relationship it's like nice to have that like Venn diagram where it's like oh we have a lot in common but we also have like our own lanes for like the stuff that we're doing yeah where there's not like you don't get like the comparison part of it like, oh yeah that's definitely true and I think we do a good job um of like being really really like excited for each other in each of our like areas and like um like when it's like my time to like kind of like be like really really focused and like Brian kind of like comes in and like tries to like help me and support me and then when it's his time I kind of do that and I think that's like I I feel like we figured out like a pretty good balance there if that makes sense um which is really nice and I think it's like Sometimes that takes a little bit of time if you're both, like, kind of doing the same thing or the same sport, at least. All right, moment of truth. What is your worst quality as a roommate, and what is Brian's worst quality as a roommate? Oh, oh my God. So much to choose from. (laughs) This is going to start a fight. (laughs) Um, I don't know, Brian. What's my worst quality as a roommate? You can wait. No, hold on. Celeb shot. Celeb shot. Get yeah, over here, do a little cameo. What is Helen's worst quality as a roommate? Oh, uh, she stays up forever. <laughs> I finally go to bed at ten o'clock and wake up at six thirty, but instead I'm staying up till midnight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know if the the. I think the. Um, Mike picked that up, but Helen's a night owl. Uh, do you yeah. cop to this? You you stay up much later than. Oh Brian. yeah, and it like kind of annoys me that Brian goes to bed so early. Um, <laughs> That's perfect. Um. So this isn't this isn't necessarily like a roommate quality. This is probably more of a relationship quality, quite honestly. Um. <laughs> but when we go grocery shopping together, Brian is like a little kid who like gets just taken in by like everything he sees and you're so like we have a list so yeah exactly it's like you go for like two things and it's so frustrating because he wants to go down every single aisle and like pick out like picks out different things and shows him like no no we we have like five things we're trying to get and like 
stick to it and then it ends up taking like an hour versus like 10 minutes so <laughs> i i can i Brian, can see both Brian sides that i have issues with yeah. this <laughs> i can see both sides of that because i think i'm like right in the middle where i generally like have a list and we'll stick to it but i feel like i mentally i have like the list of stuff that i need to like calorically survive the next week but then i have like the like unwritten list of like here's the amount of snacks that I will also get along the way <laughs> I, I, I can respect that and it's definitely more of an issue if we go and we're like hungry and just oh, yeah. kind of feel going to grocery store hungry is the worst yeah. yeah oh yeah I like went to Whole Foods uh, hungry after like my workout and there were just so many temptations like the hot bar everything The for there. me it's always I, I'm big Wegmans guy I often like go to the Chestnut Hill Wegmans because it's not actually that far from my house on my side of the river. Um, and again, it's like the prepared, it's always the prepared food, right? It's like yeah, that's the stuff so that gets easy. you. Yeah. They have like, um, like containers of like four mini cannolis in their like kind of prepared pastries, desserts area. And that's like the number one thing I will always get when I'm like hungry is like literally container mini can always eat all of them in the drive of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> like, which like, I just need this. It's still better than what I used to do, which was tear and bake cookie dough. <laughs> like just <laughs> popping like the sugar, like the like um uh the like seasonal Pillsbury sugar cookies or it'd be like a pumpkin or like a Christmas tree. I'm not proud of it, but we definitely do that all <laughs> just the time. Eat those raw. <laughs> we we yeah. recently had like a package of they made like dinosaur shaped ones. Yeah. Those are really good. You're like, we didn't cook a single one of these. No, we didn't. We didn't buy them to cook them. <laughs> yeah. That no. is fair. Uh but but honestly Brian's pretty a pretty good roommate generally. It's pretty I can clean. See that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, aside from going to bed early. Yeah, that's... I feel like um, it's nice to have somebody who's a good influence on you. Yeah. Um, Zach does way more uh, activation before runs than I do. And it's good because I'll just be waiting around for him. Then I'll do activation. Yeah, I'm just waiting. You. <laughs> um, yeah, before, before Brian, I feel like I would like... Or before we lived together, I would, like, essentially wake up, um, like, two minutes before I need to leave to go to practice and, like, eat whatever I could just, like, find. So, like, often it was, like, a maple cookie from Trader Joe's and just, like, take it, go on, drive to practice and then, like, just run. And so it is nice, like, Brian, like, gets up early, he makes coffee, um eats breakfast and does all of these like normal things like <laughs> so you normal have like you're a little bit like yeah. a little bit warmed up before you go to practice which is nice so yeah he's definitely a good influence yeah that's always good the yeah. good and the bad oh, you, yeah. you, know, you take the good you take the bad oh, yeah. you take the both and there you have <laughs> the facts of living together in a relationship oh, yeah. <laughs> all right well to wrap it up uh i know you've done this at the pod before but you're not off the hook from the same three questions so uh, your first is your Instagram crush. What are you into? I know you're not a big Instagram person, but yeah, no, TikTok. Are you on TikTok? No. <laughs> you're lucky. It's very addicting. Uh, binge watching, like anything that you're into on the internet these days. Okay. Um, oh, I, I have an Instagram crush, actually. I can't remember his name, though. <laughs> um, but it's a, a player for the Red Sox. Let me, let me look at Red that. Sox player. This is right up my alley. Uh... Oh, 
Jaren Duran. Just, All right. I, yeah, I don't Shoot know. Shot. This isn't based on Instagram. This is honestly, we just randomly fall, like brought him into a Red Sox game and just randomly followed his Instagram because it popped up on the screen. And I was nice. like, oh, you know, there you go. <laughs> Uh, well, you never you keep going to the Red Sox game, you know? Yeah. Maybe he'll see you in the yep. stands. Sorry, Brian, you're out of this. <laughs> no, Brian's part of this. <laughs> well, it is, you know, people, people have arrangements, and, you know, like, it takes all kinds. You can have, you know, an open, loving <laughs> ruffle with the Red Sox Yeah, player. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> Oh, that is awesome. I love that. Um, I just hope that we get our shit together to actually make the wild card. But that's a whole separate. We could go on for another hour. <laughs> um, and then, of course, next up, go to karaoke song. Someone hands you the mic. What are you singing? Um, um, something Adele. <laughs> nice. I love Adele. I, she's the only person I've seen in concert multiple times. The the Adele cover of Make You Feel My Love. <sighs> I love that song that so much. Yes. That is a great... The prom, it's a little it's a little sad. Like, yeah, it is. Um, it's soulful, you know. Also, this is like kind of an internet crush, but have you seen the video where she like pretends to not be Adele and surprises... <gasps> We're going to watch that right after this. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For for the listener, BBC Graham Norton show, she like dresses up as not an Adele and surprises a bunch of Adele impersonators, and it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> but that's a great choice. I love that song so much. Although I do kind of associate it with an X, so it like got a little tainted. It's but a little, yeah, yeah, complicated. Uh, great, great choice though. Uh, there's a lot of good. Uh, see, the problem with Adele is that like so many of her songs are like. Hard, like hard like you have to have actually have a good voice to yeah. sing them <laughs> like, and I, I definitely don't <laughs> yeah so I feel like I, I would probably default to like more of like a like a faster like I would go with like rumor has it or like yeah um, although I feel like hello could be fun just cause it's so like it's like almost a meme like <laughs> yeah. or like um, the um this one's not. This one would be really hard. But uh, do you remember? I think that's what it's called. Uh, don't, you remember? don't you remember? Don't you remember? Yeah. 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 That yeah. That's yeah. yeah that that would be hard one to say. Yeah, because yeah. I because my favorite of her most recent album. Sorry, this is the now the Adele podcast. Um, is when we were young. I love that song so yeah, much. Song. But it's yeah, very hard to we sing. Have to I wouldn't. Belt it out. I wouldn't want to take it on now. Um, and then last but not least, I feel like we talked a lot about food on this podcast already. But your death row meal. You're going to the chair. You need anything you want. It's your last meal. What are you eating? Mm. Um. Maybe like a like a hot buttered lobster roll. Um. Very Boston. Yeah, very Boston. <laughs> kind of going off the of Boston theme, and some steamers with butter. Nice. Yeah, and a good. white chocolate uh, lava cake. Oh, that sounds really good right now. <laughs> oh, great choice. Great choice. I, I love the decisiveness, yeah, like, too. You know exactly that. what you want. You, yeah. You're ready to go. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This yeah, is a, a lot of fun. Um, I feel like we got like a good mix. We got the fun. We got the serious. We got a little bit of everything. We shit on Brian a little bit. That's yeah. what the people want to hear. And yeah, thanks again. Thanks again for for coming back. I think this is your third episode, yeah. one way or the other. Um, and uh, until next time, it's been run your mouth. I
come true Nothing that I Go to the ends of the earth for you to make you feel my love. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And just a reminder that this episode was brought to you by the Under Armour All Out Mile. Sign up and join the Sidious Mag team at UAAllOutMile.com slash run your mouth. Hope to see you running your fastest mile out there. Oh,